Hello, Woodlane community. This is Pastor Brian, and you are listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast, episode 057. If you are listening to this, you are an honorary member of our community where we seek to bring the presence of Christ to those around us. On this week's episode, have you ever given a gift to somebody and they refuse to say thank you? How did that make you feel? What would life be like if we never said thank you to Jesus for the gifts he gave to us? What would we miss out on if Jesus said, fine then, I withdraw my gifts? Today's story might give us a clue. Check it out. Do you ever receive a gift that got, at best, a non-response, much less didn't get any thank you? It can stir some reactions, maybe even some emotions. I guarantee, just to use as an example, if Andrew didn't say thank you for a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, I guarantee you there'd be two responses. One, there would be a long period of Lego and Netflix-free time in his near future. And two, he would probably not be getting any gifts for quite a while till he remembered to say thank you. Thank God Jesus is a little more gracious than us. But if saying thank you is a way of acknowledging a gift, I think we can make that connection. What would it look like if we forgot to say thank you to Jesus for his gifts? What would it look like if we didn't even have those gifts to say thank you about? Let's pray. Jesus, as we've been saying, remind us always, lead us always to say thank you for who you are. And we thank you for the gift of your word that you are gracious enough to give it to us and through your spirit to transform us with it. Do that today, we pray. Amen. Well, out of Luke's gospel, chapter 17, this is the story that I paraphrased for the kids. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, Jesus said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. He was a foreigner. Then Jesus asked, were there were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, it seems like it should be such an easy theme. Get healed. Get, get healed, give thanks, go home. It sounds like it should be so simple. And yet it can be. And yet it can be one of those things that is so much easier said than done. It should be that simple. never really is. Especially for those, and as I look among the room, I know there's people who have been Christian veterans far longer than I have. And this is one of those places where being a veteran can be maybe even more dangerous, more difficult than being a newcomer to, to faith in Jesus. 
Because we can forget, as we've been to church 20, 30, 40, 50, 70 years, 80 years, we can forget the value of the gifts that Jesus gives to us. And that's why this is one of the places where looking at a story of the lepers is a really good fit. Because like the lepers, when we come to Jesus, whenever that is in our life, in our, you know, our walk of living life, we come to Jesus bringing nothing. So let's hypothesize for a few minutes again. See, what would we be missing if Jesus didn't give us these gifts that we so often forget to acknowledge? What would we miss? First off, without Jesus, we'd miss acceptance. Now, I want you to put this into your head, and I promise I won't keep you here too long. But imagine the worst skin disease you can possibly come up with in your your wildest imagination. Now, I want you to accept the fact that what you have in your head is probably nowhere close. Welcome to the life of a leper. No healing, no, no clean skin. And more to the point, these creatures, I'll call it that because it's how they're really considered, were social outcasts. Often, once they were diagnosed, put out of the town, couldn't see their family, couldn't hang out with their friends, couldn't worship at the temple. Now, contrast that with the idea that Jesus accepts us perfectly. Maybe you know even a touch of what it's like to be that social outcast, whether or not you've ever had leprosy or not, and I hope none of you ever happen to catch it. But maybe you've been, in your history, in your story, the one who was bullied, the one who was dismissed, the one who was cut from a team, the one who was maybe even considered by somebody you cared about or valued, they considered you worthless. If you know anything about any of that, you're kind of on par with what the lepers are going through. And yet Jesus accepts them, accepts us, regardless of what our status is like in the world. Whether we have all the accolades of the people and we're on every A-list and and VIP club, none of that matters. In fact, Jesus is willing to accept us even better than our loved ones do, as hard as they might try. I mean, imagine somebody you care about, love, we don't all do it perfectly. I mean, I think about just the last 24 hours, and I'm like, yep, messed up there, messed up there, messed up there, messed up there. And yet you look at Jesus' story, and another ver- um, time that he has an intersection or an interaction with the lepers in Matthew's gospel, I think. Yes. And there was a leper who came to Jesus and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. I'm just going to stop there. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. This is a disease that gets passed on by touch, by being physically around people. That's why these people 
weren't even allowed to come anywhere close. And anytime somebody else approached them unknowingly, they had to cover their mouths and shout, unclean, unclean. Just so that everyone knew, go away, stay away. And Jesus touches this leper. Now let's play this out for just a little bit. I hadn't even written this part out, but it really makes sense. If Jesus touches a leper, he risks contracting the disease, which is bad enough as it is. But now he is also risking being the outcast, being not allowed into the temple, not allowed around his family. Imagine Jesus not being able to give Mary a hug, not being able to help Joseph out with building a house. He's risking all of this by touching a leper. He says, I do choose, be made clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleared. Paul goes on to say in Romans 8 how Jesus chose, God chose us. He uses that word adoption as much as an adopted parent, adoptive parent chooses the child. Literally says, I choose you. It's a far better analogy than we might even think. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about how it's almost mind-twisting how the bad news bears characters that Jesus chooses to be on his team, that he chooses to say, I choose you. And yet, maybe Jesus chooses because of those quirks and idiosyncrasies that make us kind of outcasted in the world. Maybe he chooses us because of them instead of in spite of them. What else might we miss if we forgot to say thank you to Jesus for his gifts? Without Jesus, we'd miss life. You could say life slash healing because Jesus is bringing to these people both physical healing, which is pretty obvious. Okay, They have this horrible disease in the before picture and the after picture they are as clear-skinned as any beauty product that you'll see on TV nowadays. Maybe even better. Physical healing is pretty obvious. thing to remember is there's no cure for this disease. They need nothing short of a miracle. And Jesus gives exactly that, the miracle that they need. But maybe even more so, now, even, even if he doesn't bring this healing on the timeline that we might want, on the timeline that they might want. Because he doesn't say, go to the priest, and oh, by the way, about mile two, you're going to be healed and cleaned, and everything's going to be all right. He just doesn't do that. He says, go and show. And then those who have enough faith to do that end up healed along the way. Now, just to answer the aside question that may pop up in people's minds, can a non-believer, total atheist, be healed of physical conditions? Absolutely. God gifts doctors to cure medical issues, whether a person is a believer or not. You know, our, our biology is the same, and God gifts doctors to be able to work through that. And in, I believe also in Matthew's Gospel, he lays it out. God makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. 
So being a Christian doesn't mean we have the corner market on being healed of sickness or illness. But there is no medical doctor who can provide the spiritual healing, the spiritual life that Jesus does. No commercial of talk to your doctor about that's going to bring this kind of healing. Because the fact is these guys, these lepers are at the mercy of another to be called clean. Now, is there anybody here who likes totally being at the mercy of somebody else about anything? Probably not. We like to have maybe some control, maybe some say-so in how things are going to work out for us when it's our reputation, lives, health on the line. And yet the fact is, this is one of those places that, again, being a church veteran, being a Christian veteran can get us into trouble because we forget that this is a scenario where we are just like the lepers. Can't be, can't attain mercy on our own. Can't attain forgiveness on our own. Totally at the mercy of somebody else. And yet, there's one more thing that we might miss that Jesus does offer. Because without Jesus, we'd miss hope. Again, there is no cure for this disease that Jesus is miraculously healing. So when somebody had leprosy, they were basically put out of town to die. Short of a miracle, that's what was going to go on. Now imagine, if you would, being outside that town. Being able maybe even to hear worship going on in the temple. Being able to hear your family celebrate your child's birthday party. Being able to hear your friends have fun together and realize you are so close and you can't get there because you're diseased, you're outcast. Maybe even if you could see it and be so close and you, there's just this cultural medical force field wall that keeps you from being able to be a part of that. Not a situation that brings a whole lot of hope. Maybe it would be better to just be sent off into the wilderness away from all of it if you're just going to be sent off to die. And yet Jesus restores, Jesus changes all of that for these people. For us. Restores them to everything they knew, to everything they loved. Because once he brings that healing, they can go worship again. They can go be with their families again. They can go celebrate their kids and their grandkids Birthday parties. Whatever part of that that connects with you, hang on to, they didn't have that, and now all of a sudden they do. They have hope because of that. And Jesus can creatively do the exact same thing for us. I mean, if you're a Christian, you've already got part of that covered. Already have a restoration. Already have a relationship with God in whatever level of maturity that might be. But he... he, in his, creative, in his creativity can redeem, maybe even use, give us hope for those quirks that we have, those idiosyncrasies that we have, those things that maybe we wish were different about ourselves, and Jesus can use them. Give us hope that there's value behind them. There's a million different ways that I could have an example for this, so I, I can't lay out each one. But the fact is I can share a bit of what it looked like for me. Because there are 
so many things when I was Andrew's age, when I was maybe even a little bit older, that I wished were different about my situation, about me, about my situation, about the, you know, the context that I was experiencing and learning life in. And maybe it didn't happen until 10, 15 years later that I started to learn maybe where God was going to go with some of that stuff. Why God would let me have some of those experiences, some of those quirks that I really wished were different. And ultimately, they turned me into the person who wants, probably more than any other theme, to be able to offer hope to somebody else. To the point where maybe had I not had some of those things that I wished were different, I might not want that so much. I might not care about that so much. Maybe even to the point where I might say thank you for those things that 30 years ago I totally wished would have been completely different. Maybe I wonder how Jesus might have used those lepers. Might have maybe used their experience of having leprosy to change somebody else's life. Maybe even, God forbid, those who didn't even offer thanks. But the one that does gets the value of of what he's been given. And every time he says thank you, he, he remembers how much he's been blessed. He remembers that there is hope because it, it's only through Jesus that we really have hope. Keep your bulletin close this week. Because each day, here's what I want you to do. Think of one blessing that you have received. And if you need to be reminded, you can use these 20-some examples. You can even use the fact you can take a breath. Because even that is a blessing. And when you remember that, Read your memory verse for this week. Or if you, well, or read the context of it, verses 1 through 5. If you have your own Bible, awesome. If you want to stick it in your bulletin, I printed out verses 1 through 5 on the table right by the door. So I know everyone will pass by. Grab that. Read through it. Just because, here's what Psalm 106 says. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty doings of the Lord or declare all his praise? Happy are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you deliver them, that I may see the prosperity of your chosen ones that I might rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I might glory in your heritage. The one leper who gave thanks knew, always knew, how much he had been blessed. And you know what? When we give thanks, even for the smallest things of being able to take a breath, wake up, talk to friends, we remember how much we are blessed as well. Thanks again for listening to the Woodland Worship Podcast. I hope we've given you something to make you think. If you'd like some more information about our community, check us out at woodlanechurch.org or visit our Facebook page at Woodlane Newark. If you happen to be in the Finger Lakes area, come check us out live on a Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. See you next week on the Woodlane Worship Podcast.